0: It's Friday night, warm beer in the cheap seats. Do you know where your kids are, mom and dad? That's right, they're listening to Warm Beer in the Cheap Seats on WBCS Radio, live, coming at you tonight. A little late, but better late than never. It's Big of... Mike coming at you. Casey, sweet Melissa. Howdy. Here in Studio C. Casey, what do we have going on tonight?
1: A lot of technical difficulties. Yes, we yeah. do. Hey, it's Big Ed. You know,
2: 9-13.
1: Well, yeah, well, running late, you know, at the uh, real-world engagement that uh, overlapping our this unfortunately, not the bore everyone.
0: The How, real world engagement that keeps this moving.
1: Yes. However, however, you know, trying to go live and computer insists it has to update. Do we we ever catch this guy McAfee? I'd really like to punch him. Keeps, keeps popping up. Popping shit. up. Anyway, so a lot of delays and a lot of issues with Podbean right now, and I don't know what the hell their issues. But I, I've learned just. Don't go to their support section.
0: It's the opposite of support. It's 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 a black hole. If it were an undergarment, it wouldn't be a jock strap.
1: Yes. And
0: say hello, sweet Melissa.
3: Hello, sweet Melissa. Excellent. <laughs>
1: Excellent. <laughs>
3: I came up with nothing good for the opener, so I ditched it
0: so the ball got tossed to me
3: that's what
0: happened and uh yeah and you Here did a are. mighty
3: fine job
1: mm-hmm.
0: Oh, thank you so what do we got
1: uh what are we gonna talk about this week well what's fun about this time of year is there's a lot of uh as a sports, sports junkie football. there's a lot of sports college football nfl you know baseball's getting into the pennant fever NASCAR's in the championship race. You know you have your occasional wrestling and boxing matches that are going on. It's it's just a good time to be glued to that TV.
0: There's going to be something on just about every night that you're going to want to watch.
1: Buccaneers won their first game. They sure did. I stayed up. I I got to admit
0: that I did doze off a few times though.
1: Beat them, Cowboys. Cowboys lost the quarterback. Cowboys in big trouble already. It's okay with me. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Doesn't hurt my feelings. Not a fan of the Cowgirls. Nope. (laughs) How about them Cowgirls? Uh, Bucks got famous Jameis. They're going to match up Mm. the Saints. And Jameis,
0: he won the first game of the season for the uh, old Saints, didn't he? He had a big, 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 big game.
1: Yeah. Yep. The Atlanta Falcons. Uh, have been doing exactly what they've been doing since that Super Bowl three years ago, and they just collapsed in the second half. Kind of just choke. They they need to... I don't know, like a, a voodoo witch doctor, if that's something you're allowed to still say, but if not... They I, don't, sh- I don't think
0: that's... A voodoo witch doctor is a... Is a uh, it's not a ethnicity.
1: It's a... Well, they need to practice Santeria or something because... That's not... That's... They... They... There's something...
0: So too loud. Like,
2: they,
0: they got cursed. A, they need to get, like, a candle. Don't they burn a lot of candles in Santeria stuff? Yes. They like the candles. You can buy those candles at Publix and at Walmart, by the way. <laughs> well, some of them are for, like, patron saints. But the Santeria has... You know, yeah, the they Catholicism do. is a big part of Santeria. Yes. You know,
1: it's just you know the Pope's keeping not Jesus ex- in it. Excited about it. What's that? Pope's not no. excited about their their flair on no, or you know their their take on Catholicism. You know, like I don't think there's a flying guy like you know that protects your dreams and stuff like that. No,
0: I, I didn't see that in the Bible. No, I can see where the Pope is not thrilled with it. But
1: hey, I'm he, the freaking Pope, you know. <laughs> I don't know. That's she probably don't sound like that. He's Argentinian. Yeah, whatever that accent is. I
0: don't know. If we have any Argentinians listening to us tonight, give us a call so we can find out. Don't yeah. cry for me,
3: Argentina.
1: Yes,
0: they don't hear get
1: that. that in Argentina either.
0: They, they're that's a big beef producing nation.
1: Or if you're from one of the Guays, just calling in because <laughs> why not? Well shout out to they are right? caballeros.
0: Yes, they are caballeros down there. They got
1: that's also a GMC.
0: Yeah, it's the uh El, it's the El Camino. Correct. You know, they call the Argentine uh,
2: steakhouse just steakhouse. Steak, steakhouse, there.
1: correct. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: thanks.
2: You know Am if I you right get, or am I right?
0: You're hundred percent right. If you look at like the canned corned beef and the grocery store I hope, probably came from Argentina. And I think
1: Che Guevara was from Argentina too. Was he? How would he end up in Cuba? Oh, well, he, he liked the fight.
2: No. Oh. Yeah, he, found he a was looking for was yeah, he was looking for, a... for a fight.
1: Yep he he always he found where it. there was a ripe for a revolution. Yeah.
0: Ripe for a revolution. That could be a band.
4: Mm.
3: Left for a resolution.
0: So. Just saying. Just saying. Just so, saying. But yes, lots of sports on TV right now.
1: Well, what's liberating with football this year, I'm not doing fantasy football, and it's just just a weight off my Is that bag. like a, a lot of pressure off you? Well, you know what? I used to like it. I, I've been doing fantasy sports since 1988. Okay. It's a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, I grew up playing fantasy sports, starting with uh, what was called rotisserie baseball, or for the real nerds, roto baseball. And as far as I'm concerned, it's still the best variation of uh, fantasy sports. Uh, it's not for all these ham and eggers now. You know, uh, I need uh, like 15 wide receivers on my team. Yeah, whatever, dude. Uh, everyone fucking passes now. Um, look, I just have other obligations. I don't, I don't have time. And, and the way the NFL is, you have a game on Thursday. On Sunday, Monday, sometimes Saturday and Friday. Oh, don't forget your Monday night game. There's only like two days off where they're not playing. And those two days, you don't even know who's hurt or who's not hurt. And you you got to have your lineup set on Thursday. And you don't even know who's playing on Sunday.
0: So you can get royally
1: uh, fucked. Yeah, I'm like, whatever. <clears throat> Look, I, I just want to turn on and just enjoy the game. Okay. You know, fair enough. Everyone's done kneeling or praying or praying about kneeling and all that other shit. Just play fucking football, okay? No offense to anybody, but seriously. I'm not offended. Nonsensical, man. Or That's... turn on C-SPAN if I you know, want C-SPAN.
0: Yeah, just play sports. Entertain me. Yeah. Entertain me.
1: It's not a bad concept.
0: No, not at all. You know, um, speaking of sports, uh, speaking of a sport that is near and dear to our show's heart, yes, pickleball. <laughs> I have heard here in the Tampa Bay area many tennis courts are being torn down, and to make room for pickleball courts because of the popularity of
2: pickleball. I didn't I, it's going to be America's a, sport pretty soon. Listen, no, Big Ed, I
0: good, thought this it's gonna was go, all a joke, it's
1: going to go away like racquetball. It's a fad. <laughs> it's a fucking fad. It, it it's
0: it's a fad all right. It, they're uh riding that fad all the way to the bank.
1: Yeah. Well, I think
0: it was on it might have been on one of the main networks or at least on one of the sports networks. They had like a
1: pickleball like freaking tournament. It's so stupid. Look. Crack cocaine was a fad in the eighties, but you don't see everyone just doing crack cocaine anymore. It goes away. It, goes it eventually away. just burns itself crack out. Crack is
0: whack. Yeah.
1: yeah. And pickleball yeah, good. that's, go that's, away that's like good crack. analogy, Casey. I nailed it. Yeah. I nailed
2: it. You, yeah, I don't park.
1: Like, uh, Think. listen, park. I got my finger on the pulse.
2: Yeah.
1: Of crack cocaine.
2: Crack was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> it
1: was a thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I,
0: I like, like the I like the commercial with the Friday.
1: Yes, <laughs> ask, ask the '86 Mets. I'll tell you, it was definitely a thing.
2: Look, okay. Nancy Reagan said, "Just don't do drugs." That was the campaign. Yep,
1: just say no. Just say no.
0: Say no. She was
1: messing out.
2: <laughs> yeah, Ron was She was yeah. whacking her own way.
1: Yeah. Yeah, meanwhile she had a White House astrologer. Nah uh are you serious? Yes. Wait, what does that mean? Uh she had someone that hung out in the White House and like read like terror cards or Really? Shit. Yeah, yeah. She was on uh, all all the payroll. Yeah. Wow. We paid yeah. for that. Uh, yes.
3: Breaking news, folks.
1: Or at least I don't know necessarily on the was she on the staff or just someone that she just paid she could've been paying herself.
2: Yeah, but she was part of her her, her entourage
1: she sure was but the first lady
0: does not get a uh, a salary. does she no she, she just gets a I taste don't think of that broad
2: pizza. opened her wallet for at least eight years okay
0: hmm. I think the only cool thing about being president is uh like getting getting to eat. You can order whatever the hell you want, and they're going to make it for you.
1: If Garfield was president, it'd be lasagna. Lasagna every day, day. Yeah. breakfast, lasagna, with
2: today. the and occasional cannelloni. His first executive order
1: up. would be to send Normal to Abu Dhabi. No bug, Normal.
3: That's going to be the next name of our new
2: animal. Okay. I know. I could see him doing something to Odie too. Oh yeah.
1: Somehow Odie would still be his vice president, though. Cody, you need, for you need a second. You know, uh, you know, a VP can just kind of make a look a little dumber than you. Yeah, it helps. Ie, Dan Quayle, <laughs> Guy's still trying to struggle to spell potato. Poor Dan. <clears throat>
2: did you guys or- ever see Brighton Beach memoirs? No, negative. I, I know you did it, Big Mike, but <laughs> well, it's it's. Uh... Screenplay from Neil Simon and uh, Jonathan Silverman was the main character, who's the uh, grew up like in uh, Jewish Brooklyn back in the twenties, or the or like the you know the the teens. Oh, okay. And it was it was very Jewish, in the sense that he you know when they talked about someone like a relative or somebody died, they'd whisper like he died of diphtheria, you know, <laughs> he died of cancer. To, yeah. And, and and it was very exaggerated. It's it's probably a, a, it's a, it's a little sleeper. It's a very funny movie. It's well, it's clever written. Yeah, you, know, you have to pay attention, you know.
3: That's how I mentioned past presidents.
2: All right, I got to ask you a question
1: cuz if we're going to be whispering names, we might have to whisper his name or not. All Who right. was the All right, uh I had a brother when he was younger, he was at a baseball game. And uh he asked for an autograph from a then catcher of the Mets and the guy gave him the finger. Do you remember Maybe who that I ball player you. was? Or you're not sure? You might know this story better than me. I'm trying to think of who I don't I don't recall that. Yeah, so someone gave him the finger.
0: Really? I bet yeah. he may for- have for asking for an autograph.
1: Yeah, I I'm but, not certain if for the T-bone. Correct. Do you think? Baby
2: correct for might... the T-bone. I I'd have to ask him. Yeah. I don't. I don't remember that. Like oh, we went to every ball game together. We were never apart for anything like that. You know. It was always right. Dad, uh, Mr. Big Ed, T-bone, and myself, and yeah. then sometimes the rest. But it was always the three of us.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I'll have to ask him.
2: Yeah, we'll have to follow up, put a pin in that one, because that would be a, a good story to rehash.
1: I just don't want to say the wrong guy, so I'll, I'll just let that story uh, just go in the back burner for now.
2: Yeah. I, I could investigate that one. I could put on my Dick Tracy hat. Kind of like Bugs? Yeah. I don't have to use my Dick Tracy rock, just my hat.
1: Well, there you go. Well, yesterday in baseball was uh, Roberto Clemente day. Everyone wore 21. that's great. The late, great Roberto Clemente.
2: I was wondering if that would be, if it gets confusing, like during a, like a, you know, what men on base, and, you know, somebody bunts. And, yeah. Like, there's like 15, 21s running around. Who do you yeah, tag? Yeah, yeah. Who's on first? <laughs> you go back I to who's on first.
1: Well, the Rays game and didn't notice. Well, the, Ra- the Rays also had like the first all Latino lineup, which actually I'm shocked with uh, as many Latin ball players there are.
2: Man, I swear to god they, I thought it would be the Mets like in you know like 2008 or somewhere around there you know cuz they yeah. were loaded.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Where Jerry Manuel was uh managing. Uh, the Rays scored 11 runs so I'm I'm a big fan of the all Latin lineup for the Rays. Let's stick with that. If that's going to be the the standard bearer, Uh let's do that then I don't have to worry about when they call on Colin Pochet and he gives up a bomb or two. You know, uh, guy makes me a little nervous. Makes me just a tad nervous. But hey, uh, Ray should be a, uh, you know, it'll be a wild card team. Just don't know where if they're going to play home or on the road. So we'll see. It's getting close. I think there's a question for Sweet Melissa on the. On oh, the board. Well, let's
0: let's see what is the question.
1: Uh, Florida State having a chance in the second half. So I don't even know what to hey, score that game. I'm nervous We've about been flipping games. around to a couple things in the background. I've been looking. We'll, we'll take a look. Or
3: twenty-one
1: fourteen. Did they put? Did they put it on like? Oh, they're on 21-14. playing Lu, Lu, Louisville. Louisville. Louisville.
2: You know, Baby Dye made a good one. Uh, this is true. Willie Stargell gave Mr. Big Ed the finger.
0: Right, Mr. Big Ed got the finger.
2: Oh yeah, well, Mr. Big Ed would drink. why would quite. A, would drink quite a bit of beer at the games and start really heckling. I don't even know how Jim Fergusi would stand at the plate. He hated Fergusi. I think that was a bum deal for Nolan Ryan or something, and then like he, he broke his wrist and he could never really play after that but the events kept him on for a few years
1: no that anything even his rest was fine that's still a bad trade yeah guy threw seven no hitters after he getting traded away <laughs> yeah. Sh- struck out another five thousand people
2: and i think for ghost he was victim of two of them you know <laughs> yeah he was a bum i swear no, to god you could no you could no hear Ryan him on like, tv
1: I think Nolan Ryan was forty six or forty seven his last year, and his last pitch was still like a ninety six mile an hour fastball, and his arm finally gave out. That was it. That's how he ended. That's how he ended his career. You know, it's not bad.
2: <clears throat> they showed him in the offseason. he would like throw a baseball through a tire in his yard. Yeah, on a farm. He's very old school. It was all legs. Like Tom Seaver, same thing. He said it's all legs. To to you know, to push the ball like that. You have to have legs. Oh, yeah, yeah. And these it's guys tough. try to throw at their upper bodies, and that's why they could only throw a hundred pitches a game. Cause they're not using the full mechanic of of the art of pitching. No,
1: oh, that's why these yeah, these guys blow out their arms. I mean, you have kids getting Tommy John surgery in high school now.
2: Damn. Yeah. Dude, we used to look. We'd go out to Shea Stadium, watch batting practice, and where's Tom Seaver? He's out in the outfield. He's running. He's doing laps. He's you know he's working out. You know, you don't see pitchers do that.
1: Well, pitchers used to be able to hit, or at least be able to move a runner. You know, bunt.
2: Yeah, they knew, I know. Oh, they they actually knew the fundamentals of the game, you know.
1: I know I'm wrong. Hey, look how more exciting baseball is with the Universal DH. Oh yeah. Uh, most of your team batting averages are two fucking thirty. There there are teams that they don't even have a guy batting two eighty. Two eighty. Most teams don't even have a three hundred hitter. Even the Mariners, even the Mariners in the eighties had a three hundred hitter somewhere now. Cheater's
2: worst season he was batting two seventy five. And that only happened once. He corrected that problem. These guys, they don't I just want the check. I understand it's a business, but dude, we support your business, you cocksucker. Uh, by the way, before I forget, I just uh, binged this show. It's called Sprung. Uh, it's a sleeper. It's a funny fucking show. It's on uh, Freebie. Freebie go-
1: free, free or Freebie?
2: No, Freebie. F-R-E-E-B-E-E. Go, uh, you know what? I saw an advertisement for it, and I saw the trailer, and it looked funny. I'm like, and I couldn't find it. And I found it on uh Amazon prime. It's in one of their channels. I finally Googled, like, how do I watch freebie? And it said, go through prime. And I Googled, not Googled, but I hit the search bar. Once I got into prime and I sat there, it, it, six episodes. Um, there's a new one to watch. That shit is funny. It's stupid funny. It's like mindless.
1: Have you watched any of this new show on FX? And it's got a guy that's over from uh, Shameless, um, the bear. He's like a guy running a diner. No, is it any good? Everyone says it's really good. I haven't watched it yet. I was just wondering if you had. No, we so have... <clears throat> a diner,
0: kind of like Mel's Diner.
1: Yeah, I guess he was like a guy that came from like a Michelin restaurant. And he's like gotta take over a diner in chicago
0: so it goes from five stars to greasy spoon
1: yep that's how someone explained it to me Mm. but ryan knows like michelin restaurants are insanely stupid like pressure cooker places hey let me run over some team batting averages you know because Listen, just to show you how well that universal DH helped baseball. Uh, Oakland Athletics, 216.
2: <laughs> That's not even anybody's weight.
1: That's the team. That's the team, okay? Uh, Pittsburgh Pirates, 222. Los Angeles Angels, 228. Hey, Mike Trout, all right. They have the greatest baseball in the generation. Team average, 220. Uh, the Miami Marlins, 229. The Seattle Mariners, who are a playoff team, 229. Detroit Tigers, 229. Universal DH, folks. Uh, Arizona Diamondbacks, 231. San Francisco Giants, who are in a hunt for a wild card, 232. Baltimore Orioles, outside shot, 235. The Brewers, outside shot, 235. The Padres, which rhymes with Sabres is batting two thirty nine. <laughs> and oh the Subway Slams, beloved New York Yankees, the Bronx bombers batting two fucking forty. Hey, those hey, awesome. listen, the Yankees are whatever round they go, they'll be out in the first round.
4: Oh yeah, we will. Oh yeah, we will.
1: Two, two four, Subway Slam, two forty batting average. That's a team.
4: I, I know. I, I don't know what's up. Uh sorry. Hi guys. I joined unexpectedly. I thought I was not gonna be on the episode tonight, but uh You're in Gina again. I, well you're
1: I, you're you joined just in good time.
4: Okay, good. Um uh yeah, sorry. Uh I just got back from a, a concert. Cool.
0: Yeah, what what concert? <clears throat>
4: Alright, you guys are gonna like this because I went to so I don't know if you know. Um so I went to Steve Smith's concert.
1: The um, guy from the Carolina Panthers? No. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking of.
4: The drummer from Journey. Nice. And, uh, oh, guess what? I met him.
1: Did you uh, have to take him out with the Atomic Elbow? Nah.
2: Did he open you with open arms? He did. <laughs> he did. Could you stop believing? <laughs> <laughs>
4: I don't stop. Believe. Wait a
3: second. You went to a show of his by him. He was just by himself. No, it was a trio. Uh, ever since he got
4: fired by journey, uh, him and Ross. Oh, Valerie, that's the part I was missing. Yeah. Ever since him and Ross Valerie got fired from journey journey, Steve Smith is in a, uh, trio jazz trio. Cause if you don't know, Steve Smith was a, jazz, uh, is, has been like a jazz drummer and, um, journey brought him in, um, and he turned to a rock drummer, but now he, now he's been, now he's back at jazz. Um, he's good, like he's really good. I'm uh, like, like he's really good. I'm and I'm like, I'm not surprised that Journey brought talent into that group because that guy has talent. Hmm. Um, but I will say he is a shy guy, so I didn't really take
1: a photo with him. So. Uh, well, no pictures. It mustn't have
2: happened then. <laughs> yeah, no, but for uh subway slab, are you talking through a tin can and a string? Because it sounds could like could be. Like, yeah. yeah, you sounded further away. Um, I'm yeah.
4: sorry. Yeah. So. Um, I'm oh, there
2: you, you go. Could oh, wow. always speak into the, you know, mouthpiece. There you go.
4: Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs>
2: New concept.
4: Yeah. All right. So yeah. Overall, I'll say Steve Smith is pretty good. Um, the. Uh, his jazz show was amazing. Um, I went to Birdland. Uh, that's where he is performing. He performed that. He's performing today. Uh, he performed there today. Uh, t- uh, today he's performing there tomorrow and Sunday. Wow! Excellent. So it was amazing. Uh, overall, he's a great guy.
1: Nice. Yeah.
4: So I'll say this: I had a great time. I thought I'd be missing it but then I luckily this show started a little late so uh, I'm able to hop in
2: and uh, who did you go with the uh, ultimate Karen and, and nope. the big dog? Nope just went with the big dog
1: yeah the big dog sent me a picture this week someone's mustache is really filling in pretty slick <laughs> yeah, I just got
4: compared to Leonardo DiCaprio for crying out loud <laughs> oh here comes the ultimate Karen uh oh I want
1: to see. Hi. 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 Yeah, that's that's made for this medium.
4: Oh. Yeah. Um so I mean I'll I'll say this. My main th- I if I was going to come on here, uh my main thing I want to talk about is how we need to educate these kids on uh
1: how we need to educate these kids.
2: So, Which kids? Know. The ones younger than you? Uh, gender, what are we educating? How are we educating them? What age have it? you Educate- noticed
1: about these kids today? You should start doing like almost like an Andy Rooney. Like, have you ever noticed about these kids today?
4: Yeah.
2: It's quite Honestly, my that'd gears. Be,
4: that'd be a great idea. You
2: know what, these, um,
4: I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you did the rock and roll retrospective yet, um, but these Not kids. Yet. It's a
2: doubleheader today. It's going to be very long.
4: Yeah. Okay. So I I know. So the, these kids. Do not know who Phil Collins is. These kids do not know who Genesis is, and these kids do not know who Peter Gabriel is. I keep going on. I keep saying to these people that stop listening to Harry Styles, start listening to Phil Collins, start listening to Peter Gabriel. That's music. Not
1: yeah. These up. kids, all these kids, and their pumpkin spice. Pumpkin. There's a lot of pumpkin spice. Pumpkin
4: spice lattes from
3: freaking like Starbucks, do,
1: darling. Hey, there's a new David Bowie movie out. Is it uh, pumpkin spice? No, Moon Age uh, Moon Age Dream. And Sirius has been like kind of promoting it. It's a new doc. Doc about uh David Bowie. Yeah, it looks
4: good. I think I
0: saw something about that. Yeah, it
4: looks
1: <clears throat> good. Yeah.
4: And you know what? I'm I and and I forgot to mention, I will I will personally, I will personally buy a ticket to Harry Styles' new movie when it comes comes out. I will personally buy a ticket just to watch how terrible it can be because I heard bad reviews on that crappy movie that he's he's in the the one with his. I don't think it works.
1: Whoa, oh, easy, easy. A woman directed it. Uh, yeah. That could be come off as sexist. Subway Slam. You don't want that in the stand. Yeah, age. no, I obviously do
2: not want. Yeah, it. that doesn't sound like it lines up with CRT. So just be careful, okay? Okay. You'll get canceled. Yeah, cancel. Yeah,
4: Can't, yeah. yeah. Can-
2: whatever you do. Don't boo the movie.
4: I'll try not to. paying
3: for a ticket does the opposite of booing
2: it. What you can do is oh, bring some rotten produce and throw it at the screen,
4: though. Uh, <laughs> can I bring some? I, I mean, I could. I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, maybe I could sneak in some?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. But don't say anything. Just do it. Right. Be Nike. Do it.
4: Don't think. Just do, just do it. And it. then run yeah. out of the back door. Yeah. Hey, Top Gun Maverick. Uh, Tom, uh, Maverick says don't think just two. Right? Yeah, you want to know what
3: happens when you do that? Sometimes you end up with two pink fingernails. Oh, oh, that's a that might be what I'm looking at right now.
4: Oh, is that what it is? Really?
1: (laughs) Well, she's getting all distracted. She's getting all hot and bothered about her neighbors. So
4: Oh, great. So we're
1: blaming the neighbors. now. What? <laughs> I don't know. She's always fascinated about this neighbor guy.
3: Okay, I kinda wanted to discuss this. All right.
1: What, what's going on with the neighbor
2: guy? It's what, what's...
3: worse than what you even heard case.
1: I don't know what normally that guy's talking about. Anymore. Well why don't you fill the What rest neighbor? Of is in? uh
2: at the studio B? Uh
1: no no no. My neighbor at Studio He's D. Greek
0: oh studio guy. D, my bad. Yeah. He's Greek? Does He's does he does he like it, the juice? Oh, he's
2: do, do you like the juice. Going, I <laughs> you like the juice, he, and I think Casey, remember the dude oh, from the that. Greek place? You like the lemon? See, juicy Lucy. Remember that dude? He also yeah. he uses a leaf blower for everything. He does. He
3: dries his car with a leaf blower.
2: Yeah. Well, okay. then you know what you could do. You could use your fucking speaker for everything. Just you know.
1: He's a he's a pretty loud neighbor. So, in what way? So Just like if you're outside, you hear everything because he stays in his garage all day. But he listens to TV at like, you know, volume at sixty-seven. Oh wow! Oh my goodness! What's he
0: watching? Oh, is he watching like you know
1: Newsmax and some other shit and some other shit? And then if he's on the phone, like it's always on speaker. You kind of hear someone he's kind of talked to. You never make it out, and he's like yelling at him.
0: (laughs) That sounds very Greek. Yeah.
1: He certainly is.
0: So
3: today I heard him Greek, 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 English, English, Greek, 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 English, English. The only English words that I heard were Kahlua whipped cream, cherry, and then Greek, 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 Greek,
0: Blow
1: job. No. Three, three, whoa, whoa, three, what? <laughs> There's t-shirt. no Greek word for blowjob. I, I think he's talking about the leaf blower. Probably not, because then
2: oh. I didn't even tell you this part yet. Oh, I think what he's talking happened. about I his wee-wee. Saved it. <laughs> I
3: hear him leaving a voicemail on somebody's voicemail with a song that starts like that.
2: It starts like what? You can't
3: hear
0: it.
1: Oh. Oh yeah. oh,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Mr. Bungles, my ass is on fire. Oh, my God. All right, you got to stop it. Oh, my First God. First of all, that's a good song. All right.
3: Okay, but when you're really a sick old man leaving a voicemail about cherries, Kahlua, whipped cream,
1: and blow a blowjob, and
3: then that song.
1: Who oh, is he God. talking to? One of Robert Plant's groupies, obviously. Yeah. yeah. how How old's this guy? Give us in he, the medium of radio. He's definitely, I would say in his late sixties. If I
3: paid attention, I know his date of birth, his address, his social security number,
2: because he just. Well, it, it sounds, sounds like you paid attention pretty good because you're learning I, Greek. I, you I would stick s- the Greek words from the no, English words.
1: I would say he's in his late sixties no, because everyone that. knows that Greek don't creak.
2: Mm. They don't want no freaks either.
1: No.
0: It sounds like he is a freak. Yeah. He is a freak. Like that-
2: He's out of the norms. Yeah. Maybe he, we need to maybe we could play that song for him.
1: I, I was moving into my house.
2: Mm-hmm. We could chance. I, oh. I, I waved hi to him as he saw
1: me lifting a box. And then he proceeded to come over and said, how much did you buy the house for? Are you fucking kidding I'm me? I'm like, well, normally uh, I go, how are you? And my name is such and such. I didn't catch your name. <laughs> and then he proceeded to ask me how much I bought the house for. Again, oh, he didn't God, catch nice the start. the social cue of like we usually introduce ourselves before we start talking about yeah. this guy just just a bonehead.
2: And then he started talking Did about lemons. Sell- do you T- like the lemon?
1: No, he tried to sell me uh tide. like uh Tide. I was like, are they hot? And he's like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, well, who has like twenty Tide containers? Well, but it's tide a good deal. Soap? I'm like. Yes, <laughs> like I, I'm like, and I was like, I usually don't buy stolen detergent. I just make it a priority of not to. What's he that. like,
0: mafia or something? I don't know what this guy is. So, so he, the, our, okay, s- let me just understand that he has like a garage full of Tide. He, he does. Can't
3: see in his garage.
0: Procter and Gamble should look into Ma- it. Maybe he was, uh, maybe he's retired from Procter and Gamble. Oh, he buys it oh
1: i have the employee discount right it's a wholesale
2: it's not kimberly clark but he's still got to go clark online you. hey let me ask hey, you he's still got
1: to get an authorization number though yes you know
0: <laughs> get your gms number you say yes.
2: hey do you get do, do you get any calgon because that's the ancient chinese secret <laughs> hey does he own a diner
1: do they even make Probably. calgon anymore uh, I don't think so. He's just always at home because the Greek, but people- he, he, oh, they do own a lot. Can you of ask him, can here? you ask me, a, ask him a question for me? Uh, no what? Coke, Pepsi only, No uh, fries, chips.
0: Why do Greek people own diners?
1: Um, I, I
0: I'm going to ask him next
1: time I'm at your house. Can you introduce So that me? they
3: can get Kahlua whipped cream and cherries. And a blowjob?
1: <laughs> oh, if this was a sitcom, that would be like the, uh, the catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> that would be like, what you talking about, Willis? Yep.
2: Oh, you like the lemon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you see Lucy? Nice. Ask T-Bone about that guy. Casey, you remember who I'm talking about over at Mercado? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Greek place. That was the name of it. And ironically, this guy, every time, you like the lemon? He was a gre- old Greek guy. Yep. See Juicy Lucy.
1: <laughs> it was a they strange character. The they, they that was uh well everyone in that plaza was a strange character.
2: Yeah, that was weird. Remember that one lady she gave you a check and she put scotch tape over the signature, like I was gonna forge her fucking name. Are you fucking ah! kidding me? Oh Are you yeah, serious? yeah,
1: I forget who they were. They were,
2: they were right were like, next to the Greek place. They were weird. Yeah, they're, Another they're, they were like they an were sh- Iranian or something.
1: Super cheap. And yes. then then you had the sandwich gallery, which look, God bless them guys. Uh that that was just a very interesting plaza. That's here, right? No, that wasn't on iDrive. That's long uh. gone.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was shitty food.
1: Oh, man. Hey, so here's I thought it used to
2: be all shitty.
1: Hey, T-Bone told me, remember the, or at the last Gooding's Shopping Plaza on LBV off 535? Yeah. Were the big TGI Fridays, Lake Buena Vista?
2: Oh, it's gone. Gone. They bought uh, somebody. I think Universal bought that. Nope. whole Disney. Disney uh, bought it. Disney no, had or the World. Or power- SeaWorld. Somebody did. Somebody uh- –
1: Disney's no, no, no. competitor a- nope, no no
2: no that's
1: nearby disney bought that because they're doing like a, a quick entrance in the disney springs
2: oh to alleviate the traffic yeah maybe that was right. the other one he was talking about
1: yeah they only paid 167 million dollars for that hey wow. that's not a bad payday
2: i guess she's uh she gets the lemon no no yeah. more lemon <laughs>
1: yeah no more juicy lucy
2: Yeah, that's a hard no there, uh, Stavros. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man.
1: Hey, you know what they need pumpkin spice in? What? Steakums. (laughs) You know what? They got pumpkin spice (laughs) and everything. They should (laughs) do a
0: pumpkin spice steak.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Only (laughs) out for the fall. I yeah, yeah. You do it in the fall. Get people like really like just get the blood going. You, you know? know, and maybe that will stay I think they've kind of been
0: on a a, a downward spiral. Maybe they've sure. been on spice. a downward
1: dog for a
0: while. <laughs> so maybe a pumpkin spice steak. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. You got a corner, it. you know, for those kids today when they're not listening to the the, the Genesis and the whatnot they will be getting their pumpkin spice uh, steak. Em. Oh yeah, so <laughs> wonderful.
4: yeah. I got a kid that I, get, I got. I like I got this kid. you have a kid. I t- no, I, I. well, a kid grade below me that's in my theater group, and um, I show him a picture of the Genesis pumpkin spice. With his pumpkin spice latte, and and um, I and I, and, I, and and um, and I told him um. You should listen to this band. It's called Genesis. They're a lot better than One Direction because that's where Harry Styles was. And, right. Um, this kid said, "No, thank you." I'm like And I said, "That was like hey,
0: way go, too polite."
4: Yeah. Cl- I was like, "You gotta be kidding me!" You can You gotta be kidding me. And then I showed him a picture of the band members. So I, sh- so I was like, "Do you recognize anybody in here?" And, and then he says, "Nope." And, and then I and then I said you don't recognize Phil Collins. Because I think Phil Collins is-,
0: is that a recent picture of Phil Collins or an old picture of Phil Con- Collins.
4: Uh, it was him with the full blown beard.
0: Because his current state he doesn't look like Phil Collins anymore. No. He looks looks rough. Rougher than like, a night in jail. He
1: looks like uh death sucking on a lifesaver.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. He or- didn't even he didn't play any drums on the last tour. Like he can't play. His son. His son played.
1: Yeah, he just sat in a chair. That's kind of sad, actually. Yeah, that's sad.
0: Kind of like pumpkin spice bacon would be sad.
2: Yeah. Ah! Yeah. I, you know what? I'm gonna say I would try pumpkin spice bacon because would you take? Would, would, would
0: you too, do actually. pumpkin spice bacon? I would but try, but not a it. but not a pumpkin spice steakum. No, no. You
1: are <laughs> you are such a food snob. <laughs>
2: See, like if you bacon could put the, what I equated to, if you could put bacon on a donut, then maybe pumpkin spice. It's not gross because you didn't try it obviously.
1: Oh, are you like, are you thinking like a donut, like a a bagel sandwich and you slice it in half and then, then you put the bacon and the cheese and the eggs and the bippity
2: bop with, with, with with, with the the donut. No one, no one was more upset when I had to buy donuts for this function with commute air when anyway, and you're like, make sure you get bacon donuts. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Jelly. I would have said jelly Jelly cooler and, and the, uh, you know, the Boston cream. That's what you're getting. And they're like, no, we got to. So I went, I, I got them from this place called Duck Donuts. I'm driving back. I have I have like four dozen of these but uh, donuts, and they're all kinds. They're all fucking weird flavors. And there's a <laughs> maple, a maple bacon, and it's sitting there. I'm eyeing it as I'm driving down 28 back to the airport. I go, you know what? I'm going to do this. This way, I could rag on whoever has one. And I ate it. And I'm like, I look around, make sure nobody's looking. I'm like, this is fucking good.
1: <laughs> then you so realize ate- why everyone in that part of the uh, Rust Belt has like fucking diabetes.
2: Yes, that it, it does explain a lot. But <laughs> that box was too shy when it got there of a full. It was no longer a Baker's Dozen. Hey, some people. It was a loop hour, doesn't that means there's eleven? Yeah,
0: I still would go just with a jelly donut myself.
2: Well, of course I finished the jelly donut, but I had to try the maple <laughs> bacon, and yeah. it was good. It, it works. The sweet, the salty.
0: So the pumpkin spice, you, I don't know, it, it, it
2: might. It might,
0: it might.
3: That sounds like the best bacon
0: thing I ever heard of. And
3: pumpkin not, spice
0: bacon. I'm not into the whole bacon on everything. I'm not so into the pumpkin spice. I'm, more into I'm like,
1: like bacon flavored bacon. I like bacon. <laughs> just call me old school. Straight up bacon.
4: Back yeah. when
0: bacon. Do it like the king. Give me just a pound of bacon.
3: We heard people in a restaurant last night talking about how they eat two pounds of bacon a week. I'm like, that's, a lot. that's a lot. I'd be happy.
0: Holy yeah. shit. What is their cholesterol like?
3: I didn't ask.
0: That's a lot of salt, too. But
3: who walks around being like, well, I. Eat Do they look fat? Them? They weren't small. Okay. I don't know if I can. They They
4: literally ate the entire Peppa Pig family. Oh,
1: my goodness. Peppa Pig's family. Oh, you know what? Now that you mention it, I am going to start up taking my fucking bacon intake. Because uh, I I want that Peppa Pig gone. It couldn't
2: hurt for sure. Uh,
1: Yeah, I don't blame you. Hey, kids, I'm going to have a bacon and ham sandwich and hopefully it's like a fucking Family genocide of the fucking Peppa Pigs
2: and those three anybody pig and those three pigs ever? from Green Jelly. Yeah, I'd
1: be like, remember that three... song,
2: Green jello the the, uh, the three pigs song.
1: Yeah, Green Jelly. You're you're right the first time.
3: Has anybody here ever put bacon on a ham sandwich? Because I just realized how asinine
2: that sounds. No, really? Never... Do you know what a club sandwich is? Oh yeah, I've had it then.
1: Oh, fucking burn! No, I like have club you ever sandwiches. <laughs>
2: That's a club nice. sandwich is basically a ham and cheese with Turkey bacon, bacon and ham. And
0: lettuce, and tomato. It's very bacon. delicious. I know. Stacked up high.
1: Right. She's getting upset. Never mind. Guys, change the subject. <laughs> she got,
2: uh, She's like, I, I fucked up. That's not how it was supposed to go. She's, come on. Come no, on, fellas. No. Knock it off. Pumpkin <laughs> spice.
3: <laughs>
1: Fucking steak them.
3: <laughs> yeah. spice club sandwich.
1: I'm still selling this pumpkin sized spice. Yeah, That's a brilliant idea.
0: You do that and I'll try the bacon, all right? I'm writing them an email this week. Dear Mr.
1: Steakum, do you know, make it so. Please, I had a great idea. They'll be like, I think Captain Picard sent us an email. They said make it so. Can we write do it. Do,
2: do it. Do it. Do it. DeFon said correct so you have to fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. this is another yes. show i, I want to watch it's uh the advertisement are you guys watching wrestling yes
3: oh tell me it's no. the last show tell you no tell it's not monarch the
0: same commercial
2: it can't be monarch is it uh, yeah i want to see the dude the guy with the deep voice ah! that guy I oh, to hear Trace
1: hear t- Act- see
2: if he could be a tough guy
3: how many times did you have to see the commercial before you decided
0: you wanted to see it? What if they
1: made him like very like jumpy? I didn't stuff, count. I, like, That's always, not like, what I ah! did. Ah!
0: You know, what if like, they made him very effeminate? Yeah. Then I would be. That, that I probably
2: really wouldn't well. watch it. It
1: was like, so hey, stop, fellas. Yeah, he acts like the guy from the Match Game with the big glasses. The the original yeah. Match Game. <laughs> oh. <yeah>. oh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, I know who you're talking about uh, <laughs> the fuck's his name. Hold on,
1: oh, Charles. Charles Charles Nelson Riley. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's got like big, oversized glasses. Uh, yeah, making like theater references. Mm. Yeah, that's Arley. pretty accurate,
4: though.
1: <laughs> I would watch Monarch if they did that. If they took that turn.
0: If they made Trace Adkins. I like Susan Sarandon.
3: I wanted to watch it. I like her in
0: some things. Yeah, I... Thelma and Louise.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's fine. I I love her in uh, Bull Durham. Yeah. That's a good one.
2: Yeah. Hmm. Dead air. Talk, 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 talk. <laughs>
1: oh well, no. Well, sometimes you gotta, you gotta let it breathe. You gotta let it breathe.
0: And we're breathing.
1: We were breathing. We
0: are breathing. We we're breathing freedom. in pure pumpkin spice. Yeah, hey, yeah, but that really show
2: funny. sprung for sure. That Casey, you would like that. It's it's funny. Okay. These guys get released from prison. They're like we're we're letting you out because of COVID. Oh, and they're like, "What's oh, COVID?" Oh, I
0: saw this advertised. This looks like a good show. It's
2: this it's uh nice. it's hilarious. <laughs>
1: Okay, I'll I'll definitely. Well, we've been watching a lot of, um, well, older Curb Your Enthusiasm. The Sweet Melissa's never watched that before, uh, the Larry David's HBO show. So we're only on season two. We got a ways to go. They let
0: your guy come on the early news, mm. Chris Cato. Maybe the guy we had a personal he got day.
1: Fired. Hmm? Maybe the other guy Wilson's got a personal day. Maybe. Oh, and then uh, – but we've been watching Welcome to Wrexham, which is a, a docuseries on uh, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney of uh, It's Always Sunny. They bought a, a Welsh or an English soccer club. So it's been interesting and
3: – Very good. Very good. And also hilarious.
1: Yeah, it's pretty funny. I mean, uh, they definitely have pretty good rapport. Mm-hmm. So, um, ah. however, because of the time. We got to get down
0: because we have a special, special edition for you tonight.
1: Yes. Hey, wait. We, we got to do this twice. Okay. No, you don't.
2: <laughs> Not once, but twice. Big, Big Ed's, Ed's Rock and,
0: rock and, and, roll, really retrospective. and roll Retrospective. Yeah.
2: All right, guys, awesome. it's a double header. We're going to double down on Genesis, The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway. Uh, this is uh, the sixth studio album by the prog rock band Genesis and the last with Peter Gabriel. The band wanted to produce a concept album and at the same time, Gabriel became difficult to work with by insisting on writing all the lyrics and then left the studio to work on another project, leaving the rest of the band to adapt and evolve the music to the lyrics by having jam sessions. The album charted and peaked at number 10 in the U.K. charts and number 41 in the U.S., Billboard 200. The singles Counting Out Time and Carpet Crawlers" failed to chart in the U.K., and The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway was released in 1974. Now in the 74, 75, the album was played in its entirety. The tour helped the album gain some traction and went gold in the U.S. and the U.K. The album was, was received with mixed reviews. As time went on, the album has since gained notoriety and critical acclaim with a cult following with Gabriel saying it was his favorite Genesis album that he was involved with. Uh, Genesis is uh, Peter Gabriel on lead vocals, the flute and varied instruments and the uh, experiments with sounds. Uh, Steve Hackett acoustic and electric guitars, Mike Rutherford bass guitar, 12 string guitar, Tony Banks on the Hammond organ, electric piano, harpsichord and the Mellotron. Phil Collins, Drones, Percussions, Vibraphone, Back and Vocals, and Second Lead on Counting Out Time, The Supernatural, Anesthesist, and The Colony of Slipperman. John Burns was a producer. He's a prog rock guy. He's worked with Genesis on three albums, was big on live engineering for artists like Jimi Hendrix, Jethro Tall, and the set. He was a sound engineer at the Isle of Wight Festival. Uh, the album has three tracks and clocks in excuse me, has 23 tracks and clocks in at 94 minutes and 15 seconds. I did not know this was a double album. Uh, well, I'm glad that it was because at this point I cannot get enough of this album. It starts with The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway. Uh, the the album is a concept album and the story begins with Rael at the end of his mischief of graffitiing at the bustle of in New York at dawn. The music has you hooked on this tale tailed with an L-E, like a story. A keyboard-driven upbeat and percussion fills a steady bass riff, keeps us going, and Gabriel sings his tale of the young Raoul. The fly in the windshield, an instrumental, mostly with the transformation into the trip, is beginning. Seamlessly flows into Broadway melody of 1974, a mid-tempo with the mesmerizing rip that is guitar-driven. The whole song reflects a parody of the political and cultural landscape of 1974 America. Sometimes I cannot tell when one song ends and another begins, like the song Cuckoo Cocoon. Gabriel plays a soothing flute while our protagonist wakes up early from a dream and cannot stay awake and goes back to sleep in his cocoon. In The Cage, a mid-tempo keyboard-driven song with Collins keeping solid time as our protagonist, Raoul, awakened from his sleep and gets out of his cocoon find himself in another world with stalagmites and such, and is really scared. The Grand Parade, love this song, with its carnival-like melody and Reryl realizing the trip is about to start. Back in New York City, a synthesizer-driven song, and you really see the talent and skill of Tony Banks playing a couple of different types of keyboards at one time on this song. And Collins keeping the beat and Phil's tasty. At this point, Emma has lost his Reryl, but I think he thinks he's back in New York City. I'm not really sure. I don't care, I'm so really digging this album. Hairless Heart, the song is an instrumental with a feeling of finality. The transition into counting out time is really cool. The song has a really good guitar lick and Gabriel is the star of this one, singing about Rails failed uh, sexual experiences. Gabriel's sound effects are timeless. Carpet Crawlers, this is all Peter Gabriel with a chant that kind of goes through um kind of goes throughout the whole song sounds very fantasy-like with the dominant theme seems to be drawing of parallels between the helplessness of infancy and childbirth to the judgery of adult life the chamber of 32 doors is exactly that a slow tempo track with the sum of all parts making this another way Gabriel is telling the story of Raoul and his journey trying to find his way out but there are 32 doors and crowds of people shouting bad advice. Phil Collins helping with the story with his drumming. Lily White Lilith. This song parallels some Pink Floyd of this era. Uh, Lily White Lilith is where you get to see Steve Hackett and Mike Rutherford work well together and Reryl is asked to sit and wait for his fears. The song subtly transitions into the waiting room where our protagonist Reryl is confronted with his fears and then there are three minutes of non nonsensical sounds of the fears. Anyway, this is a slow build into a real rock and jam where everyone showcases their instrumental prowess at the same time, while Ralph thinks he is dying. Great keyboards, by the way. Here comes the supernatural anesthetist. Is the lyrics are simple. Here comes the supernatural anesthetist. If he wants, you snuff it. All he has to do is puff it. He's such a fine dancer and he keeps chanting. The La Collins has some legendary fills and I can see why he is regarded as such a great drummer. The whole song is one big metaphor for rail conquering another fear. Musical changes make this an interesting and a good song. I could listen to this over and over again, which I did. The Silent Sorrow in Empty Boats, a transitional song for Raryl, all keyboards and synthesizer. The Colony to Slipperman is three parts. You have the arrival, the visit to the doctor and the Raven. The song epitomizes what the album is all about and its metaphors and the parallel life of 1974. Musically, there are about six melody changes and Gabriel really challenges his vocal range and everyone in the band plays like seasoned pros altogether to pull up this keyboard melodic journey of Raoul's transition of becoming an optimist and he just might get out of this alive. Ravine is an eerie instrumental like all the instrumentals, reflects Raoul's emotions while he watches his penis float downstream. I swear to God. The light dies down on Broadway, a reprise of the music of the album opener and does rail and has Rail going through the portal or save the drowning John from the river. Riding the scree, another keyboard-driven tempo. Uh, Up temple song that Phil Collins and Mike Rutherford of the Glue that keep this one together while their antagonist dives into the river to save John and into the rabbits. Raul is trying to fight the rabbits while to save John, and the music goes from a slow tempo and changes into the song It, a fast tempo keyboard per- percussion frenzy, a song that is metaphorically laid from Jimi Hendrix references to references from earlier Fo- uh, Foxtrot album and to the Rolling Stones, It's Only Rock and Roll. It is up to the listener to interpret what happens to our friend Raul I have to say, when I chose this album, I had no idea how much I would like it. It hit all of my interest in music, heavy riffs, great drum fills, and time signature challenges, as well as incredible melody changes and uh, lyrically sophisticated. The way each song seamlessly blended into the next kept the story moving. This got four and a half Montecitos, and the Duke boy of nesacog would have been on board had he known about it, that if he wasn't too busy doing burnouts and smoking fatties. Please give this a listen. I'm Big Ed. Listen and enjoy. Did any of you guys listen to this?
1: I haven't listened to the full, that full album. Uh, the album after, I've listened to quite a bit the next so, album, which would be
2: so the first without Peter Gabriel. Do you want but, me to do the next one and then we'll talk? Yes. Okay. So the next album, see that this, this first album I did is, is the last album with Peter Gabriel. So Peter Gabriel had some personal issues and family problems, and that was really why he left the band. Uh, and he was just difficult to work with because he was trying to split his time with his family, do uh, the, lamb lifestyle on Broadway. And then he was working on another project with another producer. It just wasn't working. So he leaves the band. Genesis still has to carry on. And they come out with The Trick of the Tale in 1976. This is the seventh studio album by the English progressive rock band Genesis. It was released in February of 96 on Charisma Records. It was the first album to feature Phil Collins as a lead vocalist. Following the departure of Peter Gabriel, a real important piece of work for the remaining members of this band. So the band recorded the music and back in vocals. Uh, The band put an ad in the Melody Maker, which was a big magazine back in the 70s for musicians. And they were uh, advertised for a uh, a Genesis type singer. And the band had over 400 responses. And There was one guy, Mick Strickland, uh, who seemed like he could have filled the bill, but afterwards decided against him because his vocal range was outside of the backing vocals. Uh, at the end, the band recorded the song Squonk. Uh, and when Phil Collins sang it, the band unanimously said, Phil, you got to do this. So Phil was in as the vocalist who would play the drums in the studio and hire a drummer for the tour. Gabriel, Peter Gabriel did visit them in the studio and was impressed on how strong the material was and how easy it came for them to write. If you look back, the same core group were writing the music. So really, musically, nothing changed that much. So the Genesis sound did not change, and vocally, Collins' voice was very similar to Peter Gabriel's. The album was released on February 2nd, 1976. Critics were impressed by the improved sound quality and the group's ability to survive after the loss of Gabriel, and put out such a good album with improved sound qualities without sacrificing the quality of the music. The group went out on tour with Collins as the frontman and Bill Bruford as the additional drummer. And the resulting performances in the US raised Genesis profile there as well. The album reached number three in the UK, remained on the charts for 39 weeks, and number 31 in the US. It was certified gold in the UK and the US. In Genesis, you got Phil Collins, drums, percussion, lead vocals, Steve Hackett, electric guitar, string guitars, Mike Rutherford, bass guitar, bass pedal, string, and uh, twelve-string guitar, backing vocals. Tony Banks, piano, synthesizers, Mellotron, uh, backing vocals. David Henschel's the producer. This guy's worked with George Harrison, Ringo Starr, Tony Banks, Queen, Nazareth, and Elton John. Uh, he di- he's the one that produced the Yellow Brick Road album. This guy's no stranger to Genesis. He started out with them as the engineer on prior projects. This was recorded at Trident Studios in London. The song is, uh, excuse me, the album has eight songs and clocks in at 51 minutes and one second. Starts with dance on a volcano. I can only imagine the anticipation of the first chord for a diehard Genesis fan waiting to be disappointed. And then when you hear the opening guitar riff and light plucking of the guitar and Phil Collins with the solid drum fill. Yeah, me too. I was elated as well. Entangled starts out very dreary and slow until the rest of the band starts harmonizing behind Collins. It caught my attention. It was more than a slow tempered ballad, rather about a, a visit to a psychiatrist, uh, kind of a short story, you know? Squonk was this, uh, this was a song I got turned onto in Cleveland and it was a staple on their radio airplay about a mythical beast and Mike Rutherford plays the bass pedal bass and gives you a heavy room shaking effect. And of course, Collins with his precision fills. This is a a Genesis great and a signature sound that makes no mistake that this is still a keyboard band, and always the predominant sound. Madman Moon, another slow paced song that changes tempo midway through and really the song lyrics changes it to more anecdotal of the problem. Robbery, Assault, and Battery, uh, wh- one of my favorites as well. A real up-tempo, bouncy rip with a predominant bass riff. And of course Collins with his ever-changing beat and subtle cymbal and drum fills uh, with a nice synthesized keyboard bridge in the middle and leads to a nice finish with them harmonizing the last verse. Like the Collins, Banks, and Rutherford all sang parts of it like they were singing to one another and acting out a song. Ripples starts out slow and changes beat tempo throughout and long instrumental break before finishing up. The concept of the song is the beauty of youth and how we couldn't take it for granted, as well as God and never returned before we knew it. A Trick of the tail. this definitely my favorite on the album. Uh, great harmonizing, an important song for the group because this was the single that played on the radio and it lived up to the billing with great keyboards, good bass lines and drumming, a classic Genesis sound. Los Endos, the closing track, starts with the genesis doing what they do best is improv jams, several changes with them hitting all on firing on all eight cylinders. The whole song is an instrumental featuring some parts of dance on a volcano squawk and robbery assault and battery. It's kind of a reprise of the album. The song has been played on every tour since the starting in 1977. Before before the song, it was the infamous drum duet featuring Chester Thompson and, and Phil Collins on drums. Chester Thompson was their uh, tour drummer after Bill Bruford. He toured with them on every tour ever since. This is another album that surprised me and kept my attention after about the third listen, a classic Genesis album that almost a seamless transition of Phil Collins into lead singer, and the music wrote it like it normally would. This is another album that that is on the Four Montecitos Club. We've given it four and a quarter Montecitos and deserves every Montecito given. Phil Collins came out of his shell and became a star. And as time will tell, he becomes a superstar. The Duke boy was not even aware of the changing of the guard. He was busy with mischief, mayhem, girls, and beers. You have to keep your foot in it to spin it. I'm Big Ed. Listen and enjoy. Excellent excellent yeah i liked i was i was blown away this stuff had been in my in in available to me for 40 years yeah all right so
1: first off with peter gabriel literally literally in my lifetime he's never been in genesis he's always been just a solo artist Mm -hmm. in my whole lifetime um now, I know the title track from the previous <clears throat> album, Lamb Lies Down in Broadway. But, you know, just to remind folks, you know, like you said, he had a lot of things going on. Um, that's the sixth studio album that Genesis already had. Oh, yeah. I, most bands don't even make it to six, Let let alone, you know, anything else. But, I mean, so they have a very, very extensive body of work, and they are very influencing uh, force in that progressive rock movement that was, you know, through the 70s, whether you're talking, you know, yes or rush or, you know, Genesis, they're 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 all in there. Uh, and Peter Gabriel had a very successful solo career, obviously, and I, I think it his first solo album might have been around 77 or 78. But I believe he won a Grammy, his first solo album, which, you know, you could take that for what it is. You know, is that the best album? I don't know, but someone liked it. Mm-hmm. Trick yeah. of the Tale, I've really enjoyed, though. A great
2: album. There's no I, mistaken.
1: And, you know, we, we talked on off air. I mean, very vocally similar. I had to stop and, you know cross reference online. I'm like, who's singing? I'm like, that it that is Phil Collins. Uh, you know, for sure. You know, Phil Collins a little younger. Um, but yeah, very similar vocal range, but uh much different than eighties Genesis, uh, the seventies Genesis, uh, specifically this album. I I like the uh the drumming and the fills that Phil Collins would put on very impressive
2: a a great drummer so under i don't know if he was underrated just maybe people didn't know or you know he he's a great drummer there's a reason why he sat in for led zeppelin on live aid okay right right because you know if you listen to his his some of his fills are very bottom like phil collins sat in with
1: robert plant on his first solo album I think he was the one that said, like, you just got to go for it. I think he pushed Robert Plant to do that first solo album.
2: Yeah, they were close.
1: They, they yeah. were. Never knew that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, well, he sat in on him on Live Aid.
1: Yeah. Oh, that was a busy guy. That If there was a star and MVP of Live Aid, it was definitely Phil Collins.
2: Yeah, didn't he? He played Live Aid in London and in, in, in the U.S.
1: Correct. I mean,
2: he took the Concorde back to the States.
1: Correct. He, he was, he was the world's easily in the eighties. He's the, he was
2: the superstar. I mean, you should just, just look at his body of work, just without Genesis in the eighties.
1: Now, these are amazing ratings, the four and a half and four and a quarter. I mean, this is. As high as anything you've ever rated.
2: I know, but I'm just blown away. I mean, Casey, I listened to both albums today twice.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, I'll have to listen to "Lamb Lies Down Broadway" uninterrupted. Uh, I just, unfortunately, I just, I didn't. But I, I, I listened to "Trick of the Tail" several times.
2: It's a good listen. It's a good I, it's listen.
1: Fantastic. Uh, but well I'm then you'll upset like you'll like the I'll lamb. Never got into, I'm like, why did I not get in this album sooner? Why am I like, That's what I'm
2: that's what I'm kicking myself.
1: I'm like, uh, lost time. Uh s- such a great album. It's funny that you said Robbery, assault and battery was your cool favorite song, song, right? Sweet Melissa.
3: I was like, Oh my gosh, I love this song. That's
1: but Well, she- they're singing there all But the she she banks- called it like three other felonies, like you know, rape, arson, and, you know, uh, you know, something else.
3: Cause I, I put like, an Jesus. acronym, I said it spells out bar. So then I was like, booze,
2: alcohol,
3: and rape. I don't know. I couldn't, I knew
2: they were all not good things. Tr- trick of the Look, tale. The, the, the opening track. They all I, sing, I they it. all sing a part in that song. It's almost like a Broadway thing. You know what I mean? Or they're the, all singing to know. each other, in different parts. Oh like no, no, the, no. What the was the opening the track?
1: Uh, something on a volcano.
2: Dance on a volcano.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I
2: like that. That was a, that was a good opener. Um, you know what I like Phil Collins likes to do is, is uh revisit. Like he reprise. does a lot of like reprise. Yes. He does it on the Lamb Lights Down on Broadway. The last song is uh, the second last song is uh, the lights go out on Broadway. Right. It's pretty cool, and he does the same thing on, and he does the same thing on uh, Duke. Not Duke. The one that has home by the, the one that came out after Abacab. I, I don't. I don't. I'm going to start listening to more. I think I'm going to go back was, and start uh, from the beginning. Was that,
1: uh, and then there were three. No.
2: And then there were three. with seventy eight. So yeah. I think there's one in between. In between. Oh, and- Oh, Abacab is
1: after I think, and
2: then there were three. Abacab is after Duke. Yeah. Duke Duke all. was a big album too. The Duke had. Uh, there must be some misunderstanding, which was a huge song when I was in high school. Oh sure. Very key, and it's a very keyboard driven, people are realize, oh, maybe they do, that, that it's a keyboard band, you know? Sure. I, I just, Casey, I'm working a, a, a swing shift now or the evening shift at the, the ceto Right. But I'm still up in the morning because I can't sleep past seven o'clock. Right. So I got time to kill, so I've been listening a lot more than I normally do. I usually listen about an hour or two a day, but now I'm like about four hours a day. So I double down during the week on both albums. Good stuff. I, I'm, I think I might do King Crimson for next week because that's another prog band I don't know anything about.
1: Oh, OK. That would be a good one. Uh, yeah, I know there's a lot. That, that was a band that definitely influenced uh, a later generation. So,
2: yeah, I was going to take the first one, the first album. Okay. The first King Crimson. Uh, I just downloaded it.
1: All right. I got some homework then too.
2: Yeah. Because I know nothing about, uh, I know nothing about these guys too. Hopefully it's as, uh, as welcoming as Genesis.
1: Yeah. Well, I, the, the Genesis was pretty fun. Uh, I, I'm like I said, I, I got to listen to uh, the lamb lines down on Broadway more, uh, but I'd love trick of the tail. That, that was pretty fun. And so we're, we're going with the progressive theme. I, I like it. We'll keep that rolling. Now, if, I don't know if uh, big Mike wanted to circle in on um, anything there
2: on, Somebody wake up, oh. Big Mike!
1: No, 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 I'm awake. No, no, oh. he, we we were trying to like talk off my talk off, you mic. know, hand signals oh. and stuff. It wasn't working so well.
2: He she sitting there. I just thought like, no, no, I got nothing to say. No, no, don't don't talk to me. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm really nervous. I get really I didn't I didn't listen
0: again. I
1: didn't
2: do <laughs>
0: my homework. I, I I never do homework. Not even when I was in school. <laughs> didn't do homework. I'm not good about homework as an adult. I'm gonna try to be better. It's my half-year resolution, three-quarter year. Right. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'll try. I just don't have like a, a moderate enough car where I can plug in my iTunes and listen uh, to that. It.
1: That I understand. Yeah. And it, yeah.
0: I drive a ten-year-old car.
1: He crank starts his car.
0: I do. It's a Model T. <laughs> it
2: has yeah, but you could get a the adapter I, I did it his, with the Impala.
1: His car comes with a push start. That's when you got to push it, and then you pop yeah, the push clutch, and, pop and then the it, it starts.
0: Mm-hmm. You, you know what, uh, Big Ed, I don't think there's anything to make my car compatible with anything modern.
3: Yeah, there is.
0: There is? I
3: don't use them, but I've been told you can... I had a larger Bluetooth device that would connect my phone to a speaker a long time ago. I've been told that you can just get something that goes in.
0: Well, I, I have I mean, Bluetooth. Do you have all auxil- Huh?
2: Okay. So you should be able to uh, listen. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Why not? Do you have an auxiliary? No. no. I, didn't
0: have I do have auxiliary, but the car, it's not the newer... Devices are not compatible
2: with yeah. my car. But how did I do it on the Impala?
0: Th- that's a newer car than mine. Yeah. Mine's a 2011.
3: No, no, I did it on a 2006.
0: Oh, yeah, but you had an older phone.
1: Oh.
0: So my new, phone, new I can make phone, new a phone phones call.
1: Have uh, like two new software that that might not be compatible oh. with the car
0: and different gremlins in it. Correct.
3: No, it has
0: nothing to do with the car. You just get a
3: Bluetooth speaker.
2: All right. Um Sorry. Never mind. All right. Apples and oranges.
1: Yeah.
2: And pumpkin spice. Yes. Yeah. Hey, uh, how about you guys try Watch Sprung? We could talk- I'm telling you Casey, you to you're fucking laugh at these idiots. All
1: right. I'll I'll put down the uh the, the agenda.
2: You too, Big Mike.
0: No, I, I saw an advertisement for it, and, and it looked hilarious with the guys getting out of jail, and they're
2: like, <laughs> they're like, "What? <laughs> they're, they're fucking COVID. complete idiots." Yeah, they're,
0: they're just, like, "The world is passed them by."
2: Exactly. They're like, "Covid, what's that? I don't know." You're like, you got go to go. They let people out, and they all wind up these these felons all wind up living together in the same house, and it just this mayhem mischief everyone's on lockdown
0: that's no fun
2: no but it th- it makes the show fun
1: let's check it out
2: I think you'll dig it
1: well uh,
0: unless anyone's got any do we have any words of wisdom anything that'll make our listeners better
1: Anything to For tickle, listening
0: to us? Tickle their fancy. Tickle their tootsies. Tootsie their tickles. Tootsie their tickles. Oh my.
2: Who's not. Mama Bear Tracy? Do you see that? I haven't, yeah. I haven't looked at the message board. In a, in a I bit. don't know.
1: Everyone's a Mama Bear now.
2: Yeah. Rawr. Rawr. yeah. Rawr. Give me your honey. Yeah. not by the hair of my chinny chin chin oh wait wrong story all right all right, <laughs> all right. oh my well
0: catch all right, you guys. Next week. later all right.
2: yes. good job bye yep. crimson Thank hey
0: crimson. everybody listening this is where we stop talking when you go home have a good night go home